You're listening to the From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Something to be grasped at. Rather he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of man. Being born in the likeness of man. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden, and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. May the Lord give you his peace. It's Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of the season of Lent. So many things to say. So many things to say. The beginning of this holy season. Um, so many customs and traditions and devotions. It's prayer. It's fasting. It's almsgiving. It's doing penance. Um, we have the ashes on the forehead today for Ash Wednesday. It's um, no Gloria, no Alleluia. Forgive me for saying that. Um, and uh, all just so many things. And uh, this whole season, getting ready for the Sacred Triduum, when we will celebrate the annual memorial of the death and resurrection of Jesus at Easter, His resurrection. And um, in the Ordo, which kind of gives us the directions on what to do or not to do, there's some really interesting things to about the season of Lent and it says that it's to help those who are preparing to receive their sacraments at the Easter Vigil, those who will come into full communion with the church and for those of us who are already in the church, we will have an opportunity at that, uh, at that liturgy Easter Vigil or solemn renewal of our own baptismal promises. So Lent for us is like a, a preparation to renew our commitment to the Lord to renew. We don't get baptized again, but we renew our, our, um, our sacrament with the Lord. And, uh, oh, so many things, huh? And uh, it's such a great time here in the friary. This different opportunities to kind of enter into the spirit of the season. And um, mm, I love it. I love it. Um, so today is Ash Wednesday. And... I always feel a little uncomfortable today. It's in the gospel. Jesus is very clear. Don't look gloomy. Don't go around doing things so that other people can, you know, see what you're doing. Um, Wash your face. And it's kind of like, are we doing the, are we doing the exact opposite of what Jesus tells us to do in the gospel? You know, we dirty our face and put this big ashen, cross on the forehead and we walk around so other people can see it and um, I just I want to just invite all of us to take a moment just to feel that feel it Um, and I I wonder if the church is uh, in this devotion of the ashes on the forehead is giving us an opportunity 
to feel this word of Christ, you know, this challenge. Don't be just looking like a Christian or, you know, the externals, but then the internal, the heart being far from the Lord. Um, So we will wash our faces. All of us will wash our faces tonight before we go to bed because you don't want to show up on the Thursday after Ash Wednesday with the ash cross still there. So everybody will be knowing like you didn't wash yourself. You know, it's hilarious. But um, so the whole church, we will wash our faces tonight after, you know, the conclusion of Ash Wednesday. So it gives us an opportunity to uh, tangibly enter in and and feel that word of the Lord. Um, And I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, the ashes, the the priest either says, repent and believe in the gospel or remember, man, your dust and unto dust you shall return. And just a moment to think about your mortality and all of that is, is really rich and powerful. And I was thinking about how the ashes on the forehead in some ways could be like makeup. You know, some people, you know, especially the ladies who put makeup on their face or a mask that they you could wear that it's just kind of an external thing and it got me thinking about tattoos you know tattoos are actually the opposite right they're permanent right they're permanent and in um, a few years ago I was reading an article that really inspired me about this practice in Egypt so the Coptic Christians in Egypt have a tradition when you're a baby and you get baptized They put a little tattoo of a cross, a little cross on the inside of your wrist. And it really is something because in that country, they are being persecuted for being Christians. And uh, so it's almost like a little way, you you know, it's not, there's no denying it. I am a Christian. Look, there's a tattoo of a cross on my wrist. And uh, so in the article, this guy is talking about uh, these little kids come around him and, and they these little Christian Egyptian kids are like showing him the little crosses, you know, they have there. And then an, an elderly cat, uh, priest walks over, pulls up his sleeve, and he shows his wrist. And on there, the cross is, you know, noticeably bigger. And then the priest said, I guess uh, because if you get a little cross when you're an infant, as you grow and your skin grows, the cross will grow. And the, and the priest had this beautiful line of his spirituality that as we grow, the cross grows with us. And I felt so deeply moved and inspired by that story and uh, this permanent kind of thing that, the, you know, this sign. And even recently, there was a guy who got murdered in Egypt. He got pulled over by these uh, extremists. And sure enough, They said, are you a Christian? He shows them the tattoo on his wrist. He says, I believe in Jesus. And they killed him recently, just recently, this last year. So it was, again, just very moving. And, of course, you all know there is a tradition of getting a tattoo when you go to Jerusalem to commemorate the pilgrimage to uh, the Holy Land. And they have that that Catholic tattoo shop in Jerusalem where they have that special uh, images from, like, the Middle Ages uh, so this is a really kind of ancient tradition. Anyways, um, it got me thinking about, like in the book of Revelation, there's this marking on the believers that the angels will do, um, the, this marking, and it's somehow similar to the marking 
from the Passover when they marked the lentils with the blood of the lamb. Somehow there's a spiritual marking. Of course, the church ended up believing, developing the idea that sacraments such as baptism and confirmation offer an indelible mark on your soul. So you don't get rebaptized or reconfirmed or the holy priesthood, holy orders. You know, there's an ontological change and uh, an indelible spiritual mark that gets put on your soul. And so in some ways, um, we can call this to mind, uh, this image of the cross that is, um, you know, in ashes put on our, our foreheads this day. And uh, to give us a, a moment to, to begin well, to enter into the holy season of Lent and to uh, ask the Lord for the grace to uh, our interior may be led by our exterior to be more authentic, more faithful, more humble, more uh, docile to the Holy Spirit. And uh, that is the grace we pray for this day and for this holy season of Lent. Let's pray for one another. And God bless you. You've been listening to the From the Friars podcast. Visit us at franciscanfriars.com or social media, CFR underscore Franciscan. Now enjoy this song based on Philippians 2, written by our Father Christopher. Have a blessed Lent, everyone. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God. Something to be grasped at. Rather he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of man.
Jesus Christ is Lord. 